Welcome to the Vinny Rock Podcast. Podcast. I took the blows and did it my way. It's time. The Vinny Rock Podcast. What's up, y'all? It's uh, Vincent Vargas, obviously, with the Vinny Rock Podcast. Uh, we just want to say thank you for everyone who's been supporting us and watching us, who's subscribed to our YouTube channel where you can watch the full length of our podcast. Just want to take this time to talk about several of my sponsors. You guys already know one of my main ones is Core Medical Group. I've been with Core Medical Group for about six years. Uh, they're outstanding. They work with a lot of the military and uh, veterans and special operations communities all around you, the people that you are near and dear to. Core Medical Group services them. Uh, is one of the most important things men can do for their mental health is get their blood work checked yearly. So if you guys have any questions, hit me up about Core Medical Group. But uh, another one of my sponsors is GMR Gold and Bullion Box. GMR Gold is is a company that sells precious metals, gold and silver. Currently right now, you guys already know the trends. There's gold is through the roof right now and what, it, what, what the value is of it. Uh, I enjoy buying uh, my subscription-based model with the bullion box, monthly subscriptions coming to my house. So me and the kids can enjoy opening it up and have some good times with it. I've obviously hit some before in the past. I'm gonna hit some more in the future, hide some more in the future so you guys can go enjoy doing a little bit of a treasure hunt because I enjoy doing things like that for y'all. Another one of our sponsors is Modern Gun School. It is an online, uh, from your own home, learn how to be an armor, right? This school has all the certifications you need to be an armor. You can do this at the comfort of your own home. They take the GI Bill. They take the voc vocational rehab uh, um, benefit as well. So you guys have any questions, trust me, this is a really good company. Several of my close friends have used this and have been super proud of it and super excited about it. So if you guys are interested in being armors in the comfort of your own home, please go check them out. As well as Everest.com. Everest.com is a trading post for outdoor goods. If you guys are outdoorsmen, if you guys like to camp, hunt, fish, you can find everything you need at Everest.com. Go check them out. We have several other sponsors coming on board here soon. We're really excited about them. I'll talk to you about those later on. But right now, we're just super excited about the growth of the podcast. And we want to continue to grow this podcast. So please like, share, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go check it out on iTunes or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for being a guest or for being a fan and supporter of the Vinny Rock podcast. Take care. Very professional. This is Thank wonderful. You, you know what? Jade and I have been, uh, people have been positioning us to do something like this. And I, uh, more. More to more. be honest, I really, really like being a guest. Um, I really like being a guest uh, so that, you know, it's, it's a different hat. Think about when you're on set and you are executing your craft and your responsibilities to your actor and to your director. And that's all encompassing. Yeah. But then on the other side, I'm sure you've been doing direct. I mean, you've been producing and directing here, but you've done, I'm sure, some other uh, small projects or, uh, yeah. or, or pilots or whatever. And when you're directing and producing, it's a whole different side of the brain and psyche. Yeah, this, are, this part of the side of the podcast, I almost feel insecure at times. I'm with you. Because I want to give you the best. Yeah, I'm with uh, you. You know. Interview. Mm -hmm. I want mm -hmm. I want you to have this time is yours, right? Mm -hmm. It's not for me. It's for you. And I'm like, man, ask the right questions or sure. you know what I mean? And the other side is guy like you, I'm gonna drink this real quick. Sure. The ruck pack. Ruck pack. <laughs> Thank you. I'm gonna give it a shot. Um 
the other side of it is you've been on a lot of podcasts, yeah. right? Yeah. I've been on a lot of podcasts. Yes. You go on podcast after podcast and sometimes it's the same questions all the time. And yeah. so it's kind of like, sure. Oh, you don't fine. want it to be stale. Right. Um, the good news is that we have chemistry and we've known each other some time and we've worked on some things together and we have chemistry. So we have that as a, as a bedrock. So we're going to be awesome. No, we're good. But you know what I mean? But yes, you're right. You're right. Especially when you have other uh, renowned and, and, um, and famous guests, Traditionally, the questions are always the same. Yeah. And for you to be fresh My, and for the energy to be there. That, that's the thing for me. I didn't want to get the same military guy everyone gets. Yeah. Yeah. But you're one of the biggest military <laughs> names right now. I mean, Thank you, you have been in, our, in my world. In our in our humble in niche the, world. Right. In, in our, our niche world. world. You've been Thank a you, big brother. name. Thank you, brother. That's you've a been the guy honor. a lot of us were chasing. Thank you, brother. You know what I mean? Thank and, you, brother. Uh, Watching you go from, you know, I, th I think when the, the HBO show. Yeah. Generation Kill, Generation which Kill. started it out all. That was everything. It kind of opened it up for all of us. We're like, you mean there's media? There's a whole other avenue of expressing ourselves and doing work. Let you me know? ask about that. Like, did, when did you know that you were going to be in that? So the writer, Evan Wright. Um, Generation Kill was based first on three or four articles in Rolling Stone. He got the, the title from me, the, the Killer Elite. The Killer Elite was a movie made in 72, 73 with James Caan. This is former devil dog, now uh, CIA operator. And this is 73. So this is way back. And there was assassination attempts. And it was in San Francisco. And it was badass. And, and, and Robert Duvall, I think, betrayed him. And uh, the Killer Elite, I, I always love that name. So this, these articles were immersive because he attached to us yeah. for the invasion. Now, uh, he had worked at Rolling Stone before that, Hustler. Um, if your audience doesn't know what kind of person it takes to live and, and work and, uh, and get work in Hollywood and, and Los Angeles, it takes a certain kind of self-driven and self selfish person. It takes a person that everything, um, the first thing and the last thing, and the only thing is themselves. Right. That's what it takes. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't live there for that reason. So, uh, this cat. That's why it's harder for us. Too. It is. It is. Cause we're, we're naturally yeah. givers. Right. We're right. naturally givers, we're, not takers. We're gonna, this whole podcast is probably gonna be on entertainment. Cause you, I think it's important. It is important, especially yeah. because all the young men and women that are going to follow in our footsteps, I want to empower them because yeah. nobody told us about anything. We had no idea. <laughs> I was thrown to the wolves, brother. I was thrown to the wolves. So, um, he immersed with this and. Uh, he didn't know how dangerous it, it was going to be. We got uh, stuck in a heavy firefight in Nazaria. 1-1 one, one was stopped there. They were taking heavy, heavy casualties. We pulled through uh, and then we're doing Cassie vac missions and then uh, rocking and rolling through the Ville yeah. and on the bridge. Bro, I saw General Mattis. And by the way, it's the second time I worked for him. I worked for him in the uh, initial invasion in Afghanistan. I was on the ship when the towers were hit. So I went straight in from the ship, a platoon of recon men and a platoon of SEALs and the grunts went to Pakistan, then Afghanistan and took Kandahar. And uh, he sent me off from my very first recon mission, my very first combat mission back in 2001 uh, in October. And um, 
and and now I see General Mattis and a, a com- another commander, and then my commander on the bridge, brother. There's incoming and outgoing. There's mortars. It's pandemonium in the ring. And the weather that we have right now, though, the wind and yeah. the storm, it was going like that. It looked like Vietnam because we're right on the Euphrates. Palm trees, tall grass, because it was what March, and and it started to rain, and it was just unreal. And um, the infantry commander, Dowdy, a very good man, extremely Christian man. It hurt his heart to see his Marines getting killed. And he didn't quite have the killer instinct. And so we took over. None of this was planned. Our recon missions were going to be doing screening and taking bridges. And 1-1, the big grunt unit, was going to do the push. Right then we took over. Well, now we're... um, we're, we're doing recon by fire and there's only one armored vehicle of all of us. And that has the very first blue force tracker in the Marine Corps <laughs> way back. Yeah. Right. Uh, the stuff that we have in our iPhone, you all like locations. Yeah. But that was a big deal back then, believe it or not. Um, and uh, so he stayed in that vehicle and we were engaged and we were engaging continuously and such. Brother, as soon as we got to that cigarette factory, he was on that iridium and he was like, I need to get out of here, right? I need to freaking pull in chalks. We out, son. And uh, so he gets back. We get back. We're thankful to be alive. Um, And then he's asking all of the senior cats. He's interviewing us too. I have no idea. He's writing a book. And and the book does very well. It is... Uh, optioned by HBO and then and then picked up by HBO. What was the book called? Generation Kill. That's right. And then so they call me. He calls me, Rudy, yeah. you've got a great personality. I think you'd be really good with these Hollywood types because um, you're the only person I can think of that can massage a dog and pony show uh, to Margarita at First Recon Battalion to meet command and show capabilities could you organize that? And I just got back from Fallujah, I think, back then. And I said, sure, of course, for us to to show our unit correctly? Absolutely. And I call my people up there. We've got all of our sniper stuff and the freaking badass ghillie suits. And then we got a a freaking jump happening. And then I take the production and they're all British. Uh, Two Americans, everybody else is British. They're not used to us savage Americans. I mean, we're savage in comparison. Take them to the pool and it's drown proofing and in dock. It's, uh, oh my gosh, it was incredible. And then we take them to the O course and all these devils and uh, boots and you are just smashing through the ropes. And they're like, these are machines. <laughs> How are we going to get actors yeah. to do this? And, uh, and then right there on the spot said, Rudy, could you train them? I said, absolutely. I'll train them. Yeah. So, uh, that's how it all started. Uh, then I got a call about a month later. We'd like you to audition. And I thought, well, maybe they have like a c- captain or somebody that knows something about about war can give some lines or whatever. And, and I, therefore, I can still help with production. I go up. This is hilarious. Wait, this is your first audition ever? Ever. I, I didn't even. Brother, I thought all of this that we do, I thought it was artists. Yeah. I had no idea where the money came from. I had no idea the financiers. Yeah. How would you know if you're from the Midwest? Never, you'd never know. You, you I, yeah, no foot in the door ever. I'd never know. I, I thought it was just artists. You go to, to, to good colleges and learn filmmaking. Yeah. And actors, you go to Juilliard. Right. That's what I thought. Right. So 
uh, I get to HBO offices in LA, dog. <laughs> I'm driving up. I've never been to LA except to run triathlons. And I remember I hated LA because driving from Pendleton where it's pure. Yeah. Uh, as we're driving up there, I'm coughing from <laughs> the smog. I'm like, this is horrible. My eyes are burning. You know what I mean? Uh, so, uh, so no, I, I never went up there until this audition. I go to the offices of HBO. I'm driving up my buddy Sal. And there is parking space for Mr. Matt Damon. Parking space for Mr. Ben Affleck. And I'm like, Wow, because I'm a huge yeah. uh, a fan of film and story. Like a lot of people in the military kind of we're are. visual. Yeah. I think I think it's because we're visual and romantic. Think of it, you know, Rangers, uh, Recon, uh, Seals, uh, Pararescue. You've got to be a romantic to do the stuff I, we do. I, I agree. You really well, do. If you're like, yeah, I'll die for my friends because yeah, I love them. Because <laughs> I love them. Yeah, yeah it totally. Yes. Uh, so I, I'm I'm like, whoa. Um, I get out of the car and then I see a Prius. And I'm like, man, I've only ever seen a, pri a Prius on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David. <laughs> and who is it? Larry David. I'm a huge fan of the show. Yeah. And, you know, he's a jerk that always puts his foot in his mouth and then something goes wrong and then something might go right. So he, it's Larry David. I go, I'm your biggest fan. Oh my gosh. And he's going, get the fuck out of the way. And I go, oh, he's acting. Oh, you're so funny. You're so funny. Get the fuck out of the way. And I'm like, wow, that's a great character. He wasn't playing, brother. He was mad. He was mad. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I feel very ashamed and very, I've never been to LA. I've never been to Hollywood. <laughs> uh, I'm really embarrassed. Walk up the stairs to the audition. Dog, there's a ton of actors. Like some of them are in tricolor deserts and some of them are fucking fully booted and muted. And, and These are all auditioning? So auditioning. they showed up looking the part, right? Yes, yes. It's, it's funny because nowadays we do a lot more... Um, uh, you just do it over the phone and you yeah, self Zoom or yeah, self so you, don't, you don't see the room with everyone who looks the same. Yes, <laughs> brother. See? It's it's comedy in of itself. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I'm I have no idea what I'm gonna do. Um, the person running the desk up front says, "Uh, um, Rudy Reyes, you're gonna be, um, auditioning for Rudy Reyes." <laughs> and I said, oh, "Okay, here, sign in." My name, Rudy Reyes, auditioning for Rudy Reyes. Unbeknownst to me, John Huertas, this is me, uh, um, uh, or this is us. Yes. John Huertas, very famous actor now. Yes, yes. Uh, right, uh, uh, Latino as well, uh, Puerto Rican um, veteran as well. Um, he was auditioning for my part as well, but uh, I was in front of him. And I'm so in my own, like, wow, this is all brand new to me. He gets, he sees me sign in. I walk away and then he sees Rudy Reyes auditioning for, what kind of method acting is this guy? What kind of sorcery is this? This motherfucker's a oh, maniac. Wow. He's like, oh, he, he really thinks he's Rudy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, this guy must be from New York. He must be out there at the, at the actor's studios. This is some Meisner shit. And those in the business, you know what I'm talking about? This is Meisner. Oh, my yes, God. Dude, so fucking good. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. Like, give me some lines. And, 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 you know, imagine you reading for yourself, and it's lines that a writer wrote for you that you... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
there you go. And uh, I guess the rest is history. I, I definitely looked the part, um, to be honest with you. Uh, it, and I know you know this to be true as well. Um, acting is very difficult to do well. Um, it's a skill like every other skill, like like uh, like shooting, like climbing, yes. like like uh, athletics. Um, it, it's a skill and it, you have to work on it really hard to get good at it. Um, it's not in our nature to when we're being filmed or when we're being looked at by anybody. Yeah. We ha it's natural, especially men, especially warriors. We will put up our freaking guard. Yeah. And that acting, the hope is, is that we can put down that guard and be captured authentically. Right. Yes. And that takes time. Um, the actors are a few of them worked with me a lot. Uh, a couple of them who are now movie stars, uh, Michael Kelly from Jack Ryan. Uh, it, it, pleasure, pleasure to work with. Um, also Stark Sands, who is who is a Broadway my uh, master, uh, Shakespeare, uh, singing, dancing, piano, guitar. Uh, but I was training and running boot camp, and then running uh, infantry skills and recon skills. After six weeks of training, a full mission profile for these actors on Humvees, 30 click movement in the cover of darkness. Oh my God. For actors? For the actors. And that's why they, that's why it turned out so good. Yeah. One of the vehicles catches fire. Um, Literally. They, yeah. And so now they got to enact the bump plan, which yeah. they briefed. Oh, dope. It yeah. was incredible. And then we had all our stunt safeties uh, who are all British army mm -hmm. and uh, British Royal Marines. Um, they were our op four. And, uh, uh, we had freaking blanks and blank fire weapons and casualties and everything. And they, that team, that platoon of men really bonded and it comes across on the show. It's, and it's, that's how it all started for me. It was really amazing. It was therapeutic too, to work through my war. It's therapeutic for sure, yeah, dude. Yeah, work through my war with these people and, and, uh, and process things that I'd never had a chance to process. And, and that's kind of what started it all for me. How did the military give you the time or did you just get out? Of I just got out. Oh, so it was perfect it was timing perfect for you. timing. Yeah, I just got out. And, and so in a sense, it was kind of like a transition program for me. The only thing is uh, I didn't have any tools afterwards uh, or I didn't understand our business. Yeah. You know, I had a lot of things on, the, um, on my, my plate. I always wanted to do fitness and empower people yeah. um, and get healthier and happier. So back then they were still like Billy Blanks DVDs, yeah. right? DVDs. Yeah. And so I thought I'm going to just make DVDs and I'm going to help people. And, um, and Beachbody desperately wanted me, the P90X people. Yeah. I had a manager that didn't know anything about the business and uh, they were going to, they offered me 300,000 a year. Yeah. They own the content. I'll do events, and then I. But they make all the infomercials. They're taking care of all the back end cost. My manager said, "No, it's your content. We want you to own it." So nobody worked with me, and then the financial crash happened, two thousand ten or so. Damn. Another, and and I spent all the money I made for Generation Kill to produce these. DVD. Yeah, I had but you, had, you had no machine behind you. I had no machine. You needed me. the machine. Sometimes it's a funny thing where you have to make a choice. Yeah. Sometimes we're like, do yeah. you jump with the machine? Yeah. Or do you do your own your own thing? Yeah. And the power of social media has given us marketing capability, which is really sure. valuable. But sometimes that machine is just better. And, I agree. And, and you got to kind of, I would say, sell your soul, but you got to play the game. Yes, you've got to. You've got to buy in. Yes. You don't necessarily sell out. 
if you can keep your character together, you can buy in. And as long as your family is good, your connection to God is good, and your self-respect when you look in the mirror is good. If you got that, it doesn't matter what uh, uh, machine that you step into, you're going to be okay. Yeah. But to be honest, back then, I didn't have any of that. I didn't have a woman. I didn't have... Um, how, how are you gonna? How yeah. are you ever gonna figure that out? Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I so I did my best. I, I did a survival show. Oh my gosh, brother! I made so many incredibly bad decisions, uh, but I made them for the right reasons. They yeah. just didn't work. For instance, Discovery Channel had a sniper show that would later become Top Shot. It developed it around me, but they didn't have enough. They didn't have it all together yet. But I, I have you know, I have PTSD. I can't stand around waiting. So they offered me, this doesn't even happen anymore. They right. offered me 5,000 a month until they get the show ready. And I said, no. And I'll tell you why I said, I don't feel comfortable taking money without working. I really don't feel comfortable with that. And then, so a uh, history channel came at me with apocalypse, man. I auditioned like three times against all these operators. I was the guy for almost no money yeah. for a small channel yeah. discovery owned by Disney. And you said no. Yeah, I, I, but because I didn't have, it's not like I had me now saying, hey, young man, yeah. this is what's on the table. Um, by the way, when you say no to Discovery and their massive corporation, you're going to be blacklisted. Yeah, yeah. They're going to say you are hard to work with. Yep. And all of these production people who, by the way- The umbrella never, under them. Yes, yes. They've never chewed any dirt. They've never been in our world. No. They're- um, they're not used to people saying no. Right. So I was blacklisted from so them it, it defend, for a long time. You know, it, none against them. That's the, this is the business. It's the business. But they get offended. They were offended. And I had no idea. I was not even capable of understanding things like that. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, uh, I killed enemy for a living and saved freaking Marines. I mean, I had no idea about those little tawdry uh, kind of, uh, you know, middle school games. I had no idea. And these are 50 year old a hundred million dollar yes. executives yes. that are playing middle school games. Yeah, it's a different. But world. I didn't know. I didn't know. Um, of course, my show on his on uh, History Channel um, doesn't get picked up, and I would come to find out later there was some inside stuff because some people from History and Discovery went back and forth to work. Yeah, said, that happens a lot. They internally can, hire. Yeah, yeah, and so, uh, so I was like, wow. Well, I just wasted. $700,000 and three years of my life. And, uh, and now I've picked up a good drug habit and, and I have to drink every night to go to sleep. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? Um, so I went to contracting, I went uh, to do counterterrorism and I went back to the gun, uh, and then doing some modeling or some filmmaking here and there, but I really didn't know what to do. Um, the some. yeah. After generation, generation kill. I mean, for me, when I landed mines, I thought, I'm not going to be able to walk down the street, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to recognize yeah, me, dog. Yeah, you know, yeah. I thought it was it. I thought the game over. Yes. I fucking made it. Big time. It's Big over. Big time. And I'll never have to fight ever yes. again. The I'm call's going to come in. Sure. Did you have the same thought? Well, you know what's so wild? I was such a darling. I had the look. I had the body. I was younger. I did get millions of calls, yeah. but I didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> so how do you like that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, a book deal, but if, everything. But I didn't know what to do. So for instance, my book Damn. deal. So you had your wave then and you might have like at that time. I just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. And how about, well, 
I used to be really down on myself about what an idiot I was. Now I totally am not. Holy smokes. I'd been through three consecutive kinetic freaking bloody freaking wars, lost men, uh, and, and, and families destroyed. I left my wife. Uh, now I can't sleep. I I needed help. And so it didn't matter what was coming at me. I didn't have the method inside to be able to process it. And um, so like for my book, Hero Living, it's a self-help book. I made a self-help book really for me. Yeah. For me. And you know what was pressured to me was this, Vinny, tell us about the war. Tell us about the battles. Tell us about this. And I just did, I, I didn't feel comfortable because, because my, my men, some of them are dead and some of them are still fighting. And then, and, and the parents of the fallen that cry to me and the, I, 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 I was just, I was all alone, to be honest with you, Vinny. I, I, I was all alone. Yeah. And um, now because of all of those foibles and stumbles, it has equipped me for this second wave and I've never been better. Dude. Your second wave is huge. I know. <laughs> it's funny because I've talked to several, you know, some of the bigger actors on my end, you know, just and just kind of asking about their careers. And I had one guy who had the same thing. He had a big wave and he and he denied it. He was nervous. He was yeah. nervous about the machine. Like I see. I and I understand that. And and so then now now I think the wave is coming from again and he's he's got it down. He's got sure. it figured out. And it's sure. great to watch, man. Because because yeah. in the entertainment industry, you're hot and then you're not. And it's just it can be like tomorrow right. you're not. Right, exactly. It's just really weird wave. And then sometimes you're just the dude they always call for those roles. Which like, is great. Right. And and I I don't mind being any of those motherfuckers. I, yeah, agree. Like, I would love it. It's all good. I agree. But I agree. I have I'm blessed to have a foundation and a team that I look for the smart things mm-hmm. that's going to keep my family grounded, right? Going to keep totally. me grounded, totally. you know, totally. and not lose myself in it. Mm-hmm. But it's an interesting world of that. And now that you have this second wave, like, so in my house, you met my kids yes. and they're all excited to meet you oh, because really? we saw the show. We watched the show oh, thank and you. We're, thank we're, you. we're watching and, you know, my kids ask questions like, is it really like that? I was like, yeah, so yeah. this is, this is really good. It's a really good show thank because you. the selection stuff you guys do thank you. is really on par Authentic. with what we do. Yes, Authentic. dude. And I'm watching these fucking actors go through and these, these celebrities and and I'm like, I'm laughing because partly I'm like, it's funny to see people who never wanted to do something like this and for now sure. they're thrown into it and now they're challenging themselves, which I think is really gorgeous for a lot of them to really I think so too. test themselves where they needed to. Yeah. And what to me it does, it strips away all this BS that we put around ourselves totally. in, the, in that world, in that line. Totally. totally. And they, they're just stripped down to now they have to see themselves. Their true self. <laughs> Their true self. It, I think it's fantastic. And you know, some of my my hard dogs in the community, they're like, how good does it feel to beat these freaking actors and civilians down on these athletes? How good uh, to show them how freaking, how weak they are. And I'm like, oh, it's not that's not that. what that's not yeah. what it's about for me. I actually applaud anyone that has the guts without the benefit of indoctrination we were indoctrinated yes. so our uh, our shift was different uh we d- we didn't go through what we went through as civilians yeah. they did they are doing that and it's transformational and what about all the people that that identify with these mm-hmm. uh, uh men and women who have come from struggle mm-hmm. or have struggled with uh, with eating or drugs or the passing of a loved one or the fact that you know, as we age, our career changes. Sometimes our career goes away. Yeah. Uh, are we even valid? Uh, are we even current? 
uh, that's what these people are going through. And I applaud them. Uh, I really love the show. It's incredible. My teammates, uh, Billy Billingham, yes. Command Sergeant Major, yeah. SAS. Yeah, he's great. Been there, done that, has yeah. the t-shirt, one-liner for everything. Yeah. One-liner for everything. Yeah. He's He's been there, brother. And then- Foxy, the Rudy Reyes great, one bro. set, one size up. Yeah, the one size up. Fox is great. He is the re most reluctant. He's the most reluctant sex symbol in the UK, <laughs> brother. So I was just in London for his wedding with my missus, and and Foxy took us on a tour and to London Tower. We have to run everywhere because, like what you were saying about you, yeah, everyone. That's Jason Fox. That's, I mean, the whole London. Yeah. Jason Fox. Anyway, amazing. So I got those two brothers that built the show yeah, with SAS. And so originally I started the show with SAS. Yeah. So I do SAS and Special Forces every year. Great. Um, and then uh, first we had Remy Adelecki. Yep. Legend, uh, legend seal brother, um, author, writer. Uh, actor, immigrant, immigrant, I mean, I mean, immigrant. His story is incredible. Yes, the, the, from the, the streets, uh, to the streets, his Navy SEAL, everything. That's right. That's right. And then Jovan Quarles, my new SEAL brother, first dark green honor grad of Buds. Really? And he went through after ten years as a uh, as a uh, underwater uh, a a SEAL delivery vehicle tech. He was a tech. Yeah. And then after ten years, tried out. It's pretty special. It is, yeah. It's a special lineup. So we do a we do a, a recce. Next season we'll be doing our recce in a couple of months. And um and it's always in tough, tough places. I've done Vietnam, I've done Jordan, I've done New Zealand. I can't tell you where the next one is, but it's gonna be tough. And it's always connected to combat or co connected to the units training. And uh we do the recce, our stunt safety, our all Royal Marine commandos and our, and British Army and SAS SBS guys. We think about what we're going to do. We rehearse it. Uh, it's just like the military. Yeah. We do it just like that. And then we we go to do the season and we're there for weeks ahead rehearsing again. Because when it starts, Vinny, there is no reshoots. There is nothing but go forward yeah. to the end. Yeah. And it is uh, uh, for four cadre, for four DS it's an immense amount of work. You'll see towards the end, you notice the later episodes, we're exhausted. Oh, for sure. I was a drill sergeant, dude. <laughs> yeah, you I get it. I was a drill it's sergeant. that. And it's I was also that. a cadre for uh, Special Operations Board Star Selection for the Border Patrol for three oh, years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I know, like, it's prep, 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 prep. And then when it's game on, there ain't no fucking sleep. Like, no, as much as they're not sleeping, no you're sleep. not sleeping either. No, you're you're waking up sleep. before them. You're going to sleep after them. Absolutely. You're preparing for the next fucking day. You, you make sure everything goes good. I know the whole thing, it's, dude. And it's so fulfilling. It's fucking even, gorgeous. That even at our age, that we still have that fuck, that zest and that pop. It, it's it wonderful. It you, dude. It does. You know it. You know, it's it like, does. it's like, you need that sometimes. Cause I it's do. like, oh, I have a different drive in me. As soon as it starts that level goes up. There's it's another gear, yes, isn't it? Dude. Oh, bro, I love it. And then oh, the brothers, we all do our demos like it's nothing. And we're on our 40s, 50s, Billy's 60. <laughs> yeah. And we make it look like it's nothing. It, I all watch the you. cold water I'm work. Right? I'm, like, oh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to see if you break. I'm like, is he going to break? No, it's like, man, man what a fucking... You yeah, can't. You can't yeah, in front of them, it's bro. It's just incredible, brother. And oh, it's, it's just fulfilling. It's fulfilling and they pay me well. Um, it's a UK production. That's pro that is why it's so well done. You know, the BBC and all the people in the UK, they really do television 
incredible. Uh, Americans, I think, were better at movies. Yeah, they are better at television, and um, and it's really documentary tele television. It is with a military transformational uh, underbelly, and uh, and we never know how it's going to shake out. Now, on the first couple of days, because we're losing cats, yeah. they're dropping like yeah. flies. You know, we don't, the lights aren't off till two in the morning for us. Yeah. Because uh, remember, we come off a task. Now we've got to do assessments and then we got to bring in for tactical questioning. Next thing you know, it's midnight. Then production comes in for I tomorrow. Know. You know the yeah. deal. So uh, there, the first couple of days, production's like, we're going to lose the show. Where's the show? Everybody's leaving. Oh, we haven't got any story. Oh, Rudy, slow down. Rudy. And Billy's like, mate, mate. Trust the process, mate. Yeah, and uh, it uh, and it, sure enough, it works out every time. It was gorgeous. My Thanks, one, bro. one of my favorite uh, characters this last season was Jojo Siwa. I know. I powerhouse, dude. That woman could have been military. That's what I think. And she well. could have been very good at it. I don't know what it is about her Absolutely. character, but watching her, I just like, I really like this woman. And I've known from my daughters were fans of the both and her whole thing. So we've seen her go through all of her stuff. And then watching her on the show, I watch everyone and her character. I was like, and I really like this person. She's yes. a cool character. And I think she would have done really well in the military. Absolutely. Her walking away was, everyone has this point where they decide whether it was enough for them or they got what they wanted out of it. Fine. Too easy. But it was really cool to watch hers. And then one of the things you did, I did it as a drill sergeant. I had my platoon was just, so I was a drill sergeant in, in 2010 to 2011. I was activated as a reservist. I went to go do a drill sergeant down in Fort Sill. And it was a, it was a co-ed unit. Very okay. interesting. Okay. And the, they're going to combat within 30 days. Wow. Like Vietnam style. Bro. Right after. 30 days, 60 days. They're, they're, their units are deploying. There's yeah. there's handful. I lost a kid that was in the, it was called WCTC, the first uh, cycle I pushed. And it's a warrior transition center. Essentially, if you're a prior service and you want to get back in the military, they put them through a short version of army boot camp. Okay. There was a kid from there who graduated. I didn't know them. I showed up halfway through the cycle and mm -hmm. within a month he was dead. Yeah, brother. Because you're going straight to a unit, and even if you're not combat arms, if you're in a vehicle and it gets hit with an IED, boom. Doesn't matter how many times, brother. How many times I was in a hard base when rockets came in and smashed and killed people, bro. It, that's exactly. And so, me as a drill sergeant, when we had that incident happen, it was like, motherfucker, you yeah. better, you better give them everything, right? Because sure. as a leader, we're like. Oh fuck! Those are my kids. These I are want my to soldiers. Equip them. I want to equip yes. them with everything I can. And so, like, um, one of my platoons is acting like complete shitheads, dude. They weren't doing anything right. They, it was like a fucking joke to them. And I'm like, huh? All right, motherfuckers, right? Completely fucking. No one's ever taught us to do this. I just was so fucking mad. What can I do to fucking wake them up? And I made them write their death letter. Yeah, I made, yes. So that's part of our. Yeah, I program. saw it, dude. That's my trip down. I made them write their death letter and I put about six or seven songs on Recycle that are about death. Letters from Home, uh, the was like uh, Dixie Chick song, they had that one. All, like, oh, yeah, I know so that. a handful of these sad songs about death and soldiers because it's yes. like, let's get fucking real. Yes. And I said, write your wrongs. Fucking tell them you're sorry. Tell them you love them. Whatever it is. Any fucking issues you have outside here, you fix that shit because when you go overseas, you won't have another fucking chance. You're exactly right. And so I made them fucking write wow, that. This room man. was in fucking tears, bro. Of right? And Honestly, the feedback later, mm -hmm. one person complained. I almost got my hat and badge salt. Take, take it. Really? Yeah. But for me, I know what we were doing. Yes. Putting them in perspective, like you're going totally. to war. Get your mind right. When you're totally. here, like don't waste this shit on fucking dick and fart jokes. Like let's totally. fucking go. Uh, totally. And, Absolutely. And, and at the end of it, the day they were graduating, I gave them all their letters back. I said, I never mailed them because I told yeah. them I'm going to mail them. 
Gotcha. I never mail them. So these are these letters are for you. They're for you. Read them. And That's right. what a fucking it, it, it turned out to be one thing that it stuck with me for a long time when I saw wow, you guys and do you that. Saw it on our I was program. Like, Fuck yes. Absolutely. Um, it's a reset button uh, to the truth for um, what we do and what we've made this country and the UK. What's made it so great is that we've had men and women fight for it. People don't understand unless they've been in it that our easy way of living, our electricity, our water, the fact that we don't have trash everywhere, that we have a uh, structure for basic governmental needs, and that any of us can pursue uh, work and can go to college through the military. Not every country's got this. We have been fighting for this for um, for hundreds of years. We've built a society in which um, Latino kids that come from nothing, born here with nothing, I grew up in a boy's home, can now be a TV star. Yeah. That doesn't happen in other countries. And how that uh, is enforced is by our bad motherfuckers on the line scare evil people so that we can have shipping for our goods, so that we can have security for our allies. Because if we didn't have this, it would be China and Russia and Iran running everything. So how, how do you know that it's us and our, and our men and women like us that hold the line? And if something goes down, we go in and fight, no questions asked. And it's very special to see these civilians, actors, models, athletes, Lights come on like, oh my gosh, I'm living in blessings because those that went before me, just like we feel about yeah. our men that went before us. Right. It's awesome to it's, me. It's important because I think what happens in, in kind of pivoting for a second is what happens in America sometimes is people lose that. Oh, I've and, noticed. And when you lose that and not getting political, not going, ex- yeah. you know, anything, but you, you start to lose almost the romantic side of I being agree. American. I agree. That same idea that we said earlier mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. it's romantic being here. That Absolutely. You can, that you can grow up in a boy's home. Yeah. That my mother could pick fruit. Yes, that's right. You know what I mean? That's right. And then and I'm look on, at us now. Yeah, and that was look on one of the now. biggest Latino shows that Hollywood's <laughs> ever produced. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? with you. It's so romantic. And on the other side of it, you have the victimizing mindsets yeah. that have kind of been trying to take charge. Yeah. And for, for, I try and explain to you, like I would never raise my kid to think that they're a victim. Yes. Especially in America. I agree. You know it, brother, we've been, when we've been fighting overseas and oh my gosh, when you see the little kids out there that are orphans, there is no orphanage. Matter of fact, the, the older ones will savagely beat and rob the younger ones. Uh, you know, in Afghanistan, if people don't know, um, a way around the extremist uh, Muslim religion there, uh, a way around it um, because with their extremism, men can only have sex with their wives. So, and so for for procreation. Yes. So they have, so they have sexual tourism. The warlords do with little boys dressed as girls. Damn. And once they get to 14 or 15 and they start developing puberty, they're cast out ruined. And that's what they do in Afghanistan. And we have such a, uh, a bedrock of humanity and rule of law here. People um, must embrace that and be thankful for it because you and I did our time, our hard time and our good time together over there. 
but w- even we inherited this beautiful country. We were yeah. born here and inherited this. And, uh, and I think it's really special in this very divided time and this very victimized, especially the young people are in this strange victim mindset and also our bureaucrats and financiers and media people up top, they're making money on it. So it's this really ugly codependency. Um, Special Forces, our show, is a reflection back to the red, white, and blue that we love. Yeah. Where, uh, like, for instance, all this strange racism that's coming up now, this Dude. is just unreal. You and I, we go, we're, when we freaking form up the platoon, um, we got Filipinos. And by the way, in the Marine Corps, we don't call Marine, black Marines, black Marines. They're dark green because everybody wears cami paint. You know, cami, every, right. th- there's no color. You're, 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 everybody's in cami paint. So we've got uh, the Philippines. We got our, our, uh, our black community. We got Latino. We got white boys, tough, strong, rangy white boys. We got people from all over. We got immigrants from all over that are doing their time for our country so they can get citizenship. It's beautiful. There's, okay, so my first team leader, his name's AJ Hall. He just retired from Marsoc a few years ago. He looks like, a supermodel. He looked like the lead singer of Fine Young Cannibals. He's Korean and black. He's got light skin, Asian eyes, tall football player, uh, played for Arkansas, uh, drill instructor, ranger, scout sniper, and then came to recon. Um, listens to country music, drove a truck, and uh, this dude was as country as it comes, but black and Asian on the outside, I guess, but Marine Corps all the way through. And then I got my country ass uh, um, second team leader, Sean Patrick, Larry Sean Patrick, also just retired from Marsoc. Uh, He also like, and he's from South Carolina, North Carolina, but he listens to Eminem and Too Short. So, (laughs) so, you know, if we figured it out for the last 50 years... What's going on with the rest of the country? I don't, it's, it's a really- Isn't that weird? I, I found it to be weird too, because I grew up in LA and melting pot, totally. every race. Totally. And, and I didn't speak Spanish as a Hispanic man, but in some groups, I was, I was the beaner to the, yes. my white friends, which is not, it's just a group of friends. We called each other, sure. whatever. Sure. And then to other friends on the white boy, right? It's just really interesting dynamic. And it was the same. And it wasn't a big deal for us. We it, There was no, it wasn't considered racist, but no one was degrading me. Exactly. It was how we fit into our little circle, our social right. circle. That's I right. played sports. They played sports. We made fun of each other. We go to the military, no different. I was like, this no. is, I fit in here. I didn't know, my mom never told me race existed in the sense of like, someone's going to, Someone's gonna slow you down because of race or or because of your color. People are gonna treat you different. That's I right. never heard that in my that's life. Right. That's and right. so when I started to hear it more, I was like, "Oh, that's fascinating." I never fucking <laughs> yeah. that's fucking crazy because in my world, in the military, I never heard of race. It wasn't a fucking thing. We made fun of each other and that's part right. of our camaraderie. That's right. But it never was a fucking issue. Not no, fucking once not until once. now. Like in the past ten years, oh, it's I become a, a bigger issue. I was like. Well, how do we fix it? Do we make everyone serve so they don't so they see it our way? Like I don't yes. know how people get to see it our way. How do we bring them back down to the reality of like here's struggle, here's survival, mm-hmm. here's real humanity in yeah. the saddest shit in other countries? Yeah. And how privileged we are. That's right. 
That's right. And that we have an opportunity. We had an opportunity to go into a culture um, based first on our freaking European brothers, our British brothers. Remember, we're their, their original rebels and they're our tightest a yeah. uh, uh, allies as well as Australia and their rule of law and their um, their uh, concepts and, um, and structures of military. We created our army and then Marine Corps. We were just a bunch of savages in a bar and we built it up. And uh, and there we learned to be uh, stripped away to our base and then learn to trust each other for with our lives with that kind of love that kind of romance that kind of passion there's nothing we can't do we are living proof to that you and i are living proof to that there's nothing we cannot do and uh and god bless america for that i am so patriotic i'm more patriotic now than ever uh i'm careful about how to express it so it can be very inclusive to people that are on the fringes because they need it the most we don't need it because we got it right but the young people and maybe the older people that have been disillusioned, we need to bring them back. I agree. I think that's the great, a great statement you just said. I'm very cautious about how I present that because I want people to understand. I want it to be digestible to them. Be like, well, how come he sees it this way? Well, let me show you. Yeah. Right. And that, when I wrote my book, yeah. you know, just the recent one. I was trying to do it in that way. We're like, I'm not going to offend anyone if you just read the facts of like what the career is. Yeah. But understanding this is coming from a Hispanic man. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. You know what I mean? And, and why I feel the way I do. Yes. Wonderful. So it gives you more. It gives you more bona fides. It gives you some some real authentic credibility. But it's interesting. We started when we were younger as young men, athletes, um, Mexican American you know, Latino, uh, Chicano, and through the military and through entertainment, we have become uh, men of the world. Yeah. We are completely multicultural, you and I. We've worked with people all around the world. We understand people from every background. We've, we've, uh, we've been down in the freaking gutters and, and I'm sure you've been in meetings and hanging out in, in mansions with, you know, Leonard, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, I've been around some wild stuff too. It's very interesting. And it's because, uh, we had that bedrock of military that taught us to engage and work with people and accomplish missions. Yeah. People trust us, Vinny, people yeah. trust us. That is how we're going up. Yeah, it's a lot of veterans, I think, struggle getting into the entertainment base and kind mm -hmm. of pivoting into that right now. Sure. Um, and I think it's because sometimes the veteran personality can be a little abrasive. Oh, of course, prickly. Right. right. They just like, uh, I don't need to change for no one. It's like, well, we're not asking you to change. Yeah. You Adapt. Know? Yeah. I'm asking you to be able to, I always tell people, play the game. Yes. Like learn how to learn how to be malleable yes. in these moments and find your space. Yes. When I started Mayans, I was a nobody. I had three lines an episode maybe and I was also a tech advisor I weaseled my way into tech advisor awesome, like awesome. hey I got skills sure. I, you need them let me help how sure. can I bring value to this totally. operation totally once you become valuable it's hard for them to kill you off yeah. you know what I mean like we're not paying him much and you for know sure. he, he helps us a lot later on that's this great, season regular man. and then eventually to a writer of the show oh that's so awesome I had no idea I didn't know that yeah. was the progression oh that's the progression Incredible, man yeah similar to mine and Generation Kill yeah. advisor coach trainer Military yeah. advisor, now some acting, and now I have a production company. But that's awesome, brother. Yeah, but that's exactly, but it it's only awesome. happens if you have that personality to be able to find your way into a group, mm -hmm. relatable conversations, relatable topics, not be abrasive, sure. you know? Sure. And, and be able to also show your skill set. Got to. Be good. Yeah, yeah, be excellent. I, I give advice to uh, the brothers and sisters that want to get into our business now. I say, 
Do what it takes to be so great at your work and add value to everything that you do that soon you're the only name that comes up when they think of that guy. I love that. You know what? I love- Do you know what damn. I mean? Yes, dude. You put to words is something I've been trying to put to words. So a lot of Latinos are like, you know, they're not getting an opportunity, not getting an opportunity. And, and you can think that all you want. In my head, be so fucking good they can't ignore you. Exactly. Be so good. Undeniable. They, yeah, they have to go like, yeah, but that dude's good. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't care his color. I don't care nothing. Exactly. His acting is so good. Exactly. That's how good you have to be. God bless. You know what, brother? It's so interesting. It just brought back. So um, right before COVID, I just met, met Jade. First, I started Force Blue, which started uh, got me back into my soul. Um, Force Blue, we rebuild coral reefs and do ocean conservation with oh, other commandos, so cool. right? So I started that seven years ago when I was, uh, like I said, I had a really hard drug uh, habit, uh, really a self-abuse habit, partying by myself because of depression, fighting in the streets, being with some wrong people. I could have easily been in jail or prison. By, by the grace of God, I, I um, uh, lost some jobs. My son was taken away from me because I was dangerous. Uh, I was at my all-time bottom low. And by the grace of God, and I was, I was suicidal. And I, uh, God talked to me and said in words that I can't explain, son, there's more for you. And um, I just lost my son in court. I've been fighting for a long time. I lost all my, or I, I spent all my money. It was gone. Uh, there was a restraining order on me. And so I lost a couple of jobs because I was, because people couldn't trust that I was going to be safe. Yeah. And um, I had a, a, I had my pistol and um, I was very close. I was, uh, because I have no father and because I grew up uh, really tough for, for an American kid, I saw myself perpetuating this, uh, this, um, these familial curses, which has been so difficult for our Latino community to break out of, yeah. um, in any community, yeah. um, that comes from a space of tragedy and victimhood. And I found myself being the same as my parents. And so I couldn't live with it. And but then God said, it's going to be okay. Called my little brother, Caesar, had, had him take all my guns out of the house. Right then and there, um, flushed down my freaking cocaine in the freaking uh, toilet, dumped out my liquor, started working out again, got myself together. And then shortly after that started Force Blue, I realized I needed to do something of service with my skills because right now I can't. Uh, I don't know what to do with my skills and just doing and doing counter terror and, and using a gun for two or three months at a time with some of the guys on my team that are just punching a clock. It's not the same. Contracting's just not the same. Yeah. It, w it wasn't fulfilling me. Uh, I would, I, I was teaching karate at the orphanages in Kenya on my off time. That was more fulfilling to me than the gun. And uh, when Force Blue started to take off, Pepsi and, and NFL came in to sponsor us. Then I meet Jade two years later. Now I'm stable and I say, all right, we're moving in together. We've known each other. We've seen each other three times in our life. All right, you're moving in with me. I'm getting us a place in LA. 
then my career starts coming back. I got this rad show called Haunted Battlefields that that we helped that myself and uh, a brother named Chase Millsap, uh, Marine Corps, Chase really yeah, well. uh, Marine Corps infantry officer and freaking uh, uh, Green Bray, my brother. He's in my team. I'm we have a production company now. Um, uh, haunted battlefields. I'm freaking uh, connecting to ghosts by going into the spirit realm. The first episode I did, uh, uh, <laughs> the freaking rain in the high deserts coming in. I've starved myself for three days um, to purify myself doing high end freaking Shaolin Kung Fu, bury myself alive with a freaking long tube to breathe. Uh, to transcend and transfer over to try to find out who this freaking soldier ghost is. And by the way, it really happened, the thing, but, uh, but, I, was scared, but I was scared to death and I had to claw out of there and I'm freezing now and, you know, uh, only in my silkies. I have my firecraft ready, bivouac, and then I draw on paint. Is this all what real? I, yeah, this is all real. I did this. What and, the fuck? Yeah, so rad, Haunted Battlefields. <laughs> We're going to series... COVID. Oh, yeah. Everything's gone. Yeah. Jade and I are broke. Uh, oh. And then uh, I had my very first knee surgery. Like, I injured myself a decade, two decades ago in Fallujah. Finally, because I was working out so hard my whole life, it finally went. Yeah. And it's small. It's a meniscus. But when you use your body, there's nothing that's small. Yeah. Um, Gunner, Gunner Peterson... Um, the trainer of the stars, the uh, Stallone's coach. And by the yeah. way, I know Stallone through him. These people, they, they called their uh, knee surgeon master, Dr. Alatrosh. By the way, it's a $200,000 surgery. I can't afford it. I'm broke. He does it for free for my service. Um, Damn. But I have a year rehab mm -hmm. and there's no work. Uh, COVID's going on. I get a show to be like a, um, a mail call. Roll, mail call like Lee Ermey show, mm -hmm. no brainer. Military equipment, military weapons, yeah. Nomenclature, test fire, and then I've got. I think I got a call for that too. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and so Jade says to me, and Chase, and my and my third partner John Yoey, who's uh, Anglo co officer and Notre Dame football player, I say, Rudy, this just isn't good enough for you. Yeah, I'm like I'm broke, and Jade says I don't care. We can we can just tighten our belt, um, but there's got to be something better. This is not good enough for you. I swear to you. A week later, SAS calls, and that was three, almost four years ago. And then I started shooting for SAS. The next year, Fox picks it up. Damn, I know. And but now I'm ready for that wave. Yeah, your wave's right there. Uh, yes, you're, you're in a better place. Yes, with it. I'm secure. I'm stable. My health is good. My happiness is good. I, my woman is good. My son's back in my life. Uh, everything is incredible. Um, and now I am also because I've got faith in my life. Um, Absolutely, I have. I have God and Jesus in my life, and um, I, I wonder why it was so hard for me to accept or to receive the uh, grace and the um, absolution. It's because in warfare and in our world, the cruelty that we must use and then the um, abject evil that we're fighting, it's hard for, it Raising was hard for me. Man. Yeah, exactly. It was hard for me to say, God, how can you let this happen? Or why, you know, why, or, or 
God, why won't my unit let me stay here for these people? They've given everything to us to fight, to have a chance at having a country that has rule of law. And, and I know that they're going to die after I leave. God, why? It took a long time for me to understand and feel that. And, uh, but it's hit me hard in the last few years. And now I read a scripture in the morning and I meditate and then I pray on it. And, uh, I've changed my life. Remember when we, way back when we were first knew each other, I was still a little bit of a loose cannon, right? Oh, fucking wild man. A lot of that's gone. I, I now channel that into my work. It's good. You know what I mean? And, it, and that's a healthy place to do it. Because they can use it. Because by day seven, Foxy, Billy, everybody's like, man, fuck this job. I want to sleep. Rudy, you take them on the run. I'm fucking over it. You know what I mean? I'm like, what is this last episode, brother? Remember, Billy, the curmudgeon goes, "Uh, I'm I'm fresh face, ready to rock and roll. It's like day six, seven. And I'm like, Billy, you need anything, brother? And he goes, I could use a big bag of enthusiasm. So it's wonderful. It's wonderful, brother. Really, no, really blessed good. to teach to teach our people. And uh, I've got some people. Uh, I got a ranger brother, a recon brother. I got a green beret brother, and some seals that are all moving into entertainment too. I give them um, honest advice and experience to equip them because we had nothing. Yeah, nothing, dude. We had nothing. nothing. Matter of fact, people probably were hoping we'd fail. Uh, yeah, I think people <laughs> still hope that. Yeah, you know how yeah, weird yeah. the world is, right? Yeah. No, dude. Any of those guys connecting with me? Absolutely. I, I They're have, wonderful. Brother. I have agents. I have managers that know how much I try and connect sure. veterans if they if they whatever they need. I, there's an acting coach out of L.A. that takes all my guys. Sometimes, wonderful. Sometimes our nonprofit will cover that for six months and help Great. them get coaching. I've like, got a guy, um, uh, Ranger, um, a Ranger brother out there. Cool. Pierce and. A beautiful Italian American, um, just got out two years ago. A lot of experience, super squared away, dude, and uh, and he wants to get into this. Let's and, do it, dude. Yeah, brother. I'll, I'll we live connect. too close to each other. To not. I know do it's this. awesome. Yeah, I'm ten minutes away. I know, dude. We have to do Perfect. some more stuff together. Anytime, it will be manifested. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. You, do you have a church here you go to yet? Not yet. Look, I have one that's really good. Okay. I, Text me yeah, information. Sunday, next Sunday, we'll try and go together if you okay. want. Okay. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, I'm here. Good. Oh, so shot shows after that. Are you going to shot? Uh, I'm still waiting to see. I might okay. go. I'm waiting. There's, you don't you know, have I try to stay away from it because there's no reason for me to be you there. You don't have to go. It's one of those things like if I'm invited for a particular business purpose, yes, but outside of that, I don't party. I'm sober. It all makes, that. You know what I mean? It makes sense. I hear you. It's not, we're, we're not where we were 12 years Bro, ago. We 10 used years to go. Ago. You remember what we used to right. We count up for that day and yeah. go for the week and yeah. come back broken for six months. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, now, you know, oh. Jade's such a big shot out yes, there. Yes, she is. I go to support her and just to do PR for the show. Yeah. And, you know, we have so many fans. If if you went, if yeah. we went and you went with us or if you go, you know, you're, you, you have so many people and fans, people that you don't even know. You'll be walking through the floor and people will be coming up to you and telling you, Thank you for everything, and we love what you're doing, and 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 that's kind of why I go. And I just it feels you. good. It feels good. Yeah, it's for them, and uh, and and I'm thankful to have uh, an audience. We couldn't do it to without be that. relevant. Right. That we're even relevant in it's, our middle age. It's wonderful. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll be there. And uh, I'm doing the Recon Sniper Foundation at Camp Leatherneck on Wednesday. Thursday is uh, Rick Elder's Beyond and Huxworks. Um, I've got some SEAL brothers, Born Primitive. They do clothing, athletic stuff. They've been outfitting me for the show in my blacks. Oh, great. They'll they'll be out there. They're damn net guys and a, a Ranger Green Beret 
cad guy too, older dude named Bruno. Super awesome. Got a freaking face and body for TV. He's like 60, hard, awesome. I think Josh Brolin with tattoos and um, has really been there and done that. That's this guy named Bruno. So they're all, we're all going to be getting together. Um, but I hear you. It's different. So we get an Airbnb. We don't stay on the strip. Yeah. We work out every day. I've got a security guy, one of my, my Marine Corps Scout Sniper brothers. He goes with me and Jay just to watch out for us and to get us Good. where we need to go. And we work out every morning. We walk Maybe the floor. Maybe me and my wife will come out for a couple days. I'd me. love to see you, brother. We walk the floor as a job, like like that's the job. Yeah. So we're sharp, we're there. And then afterwards, we'll go to a dinner, we'll go to a party. We're home by midnight. Cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably figure that okay, out. Okay, we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, dude, I... I I hope I hope that this was a little different than your normal conversation. This has been man. great, hasn't it? Talking entertainment's different, but but your path to entertainment it's been fun to watch. Uh, you know, I I know we've been disconnected for a few years because you know when things get busy, they get busy. But I'm always watching. Thanks, and, man. and it's been really cool to see. And I was really excited to hear that you moved close. Yeah, and uh, we have to get the girls together. Absolutely. And my kids love the show. I can't wait for every season. You guys need another guy. I'm just. I mean, I'll start jogging. Yeah, it up, yeah, bro. brother. And you know what's so interesting? Remember, you were talking about race and such earlier. Part of the reason I got the job, brother, because I'm Latino. Dude. I know. I said, "Wow, fuck! What are you talking about?" Yeah, you know that, what I mean? That's how it goes, dude. Yeah. That's how it goes. We're we're in an interesting time. We're like, that works fine. Take it. Yeah. But the best part about it is there is no other Rudy Reyes, dude. Thanks, brother. There's no other Rudy Reyes. What you do for that show, all those guys are great, and what you do is freaking phenomenal. And I love. There has to be heart when you do that. Yeah. You know those old timers that are telling you like, "Does it feel good?" Like. It's not about that. It's not about that because like you don't have an ego where you need to be fluffed. No. No, it's about giving them the best version of what they came to, to see. That's right. Pushing it, them. That transformation for these people. You see the freaking tears in their freaking eyes. It's again. beautiful, dude. I know that, that lovely little uh, uh, first black Olympian, winter yes. Olympian to win a medal. Yes. Gold medalist skater. Knowing her background. I know. Knowing her background. I know. Her mother died at a young age, yeah. correct? Yeah. Father, career army man, career yes. soldier, and um, rollerbladed, just started skating seven years ago, already won a gold medal Incredible. as a speed skater. Yeah. What a, Aaron Jackson, yes. what a wonderful little human being. Great. And what about the supermodel? I call him Matthew, the younger, taller, more handsome Matthew McConaughey. Sharp looking dude. S uh, super stud footballer his stud. whole life. Knee injury, sidelined it. He's never been taken seriously. That's what I love. Tyler, he is somebody serious. I said, you know, I fucking pulled him aside afterwards. I said, Nobody can ever take this away from you. No, dude. You know, your father break, breaks you down because you didn't go all the way to the NFL or this. Listen, nobody can take this from you. That was one of his insecurities that he never got to finish something. Yeah. Then he fucking gets to finish it. And you're like, yes, motherfucker. You cheer them on, bro. I, I, I want to see absolutely. people find success. I want to see them heal these wounds, man. And that show is more than like... That's what I take. And I think Me someone's too. it's so gorgeous. And most Thanks, people probably see it's entertaining. I see it's so gorgeous to watch people find themselves. It is. Like we did. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm with you, brother. Well, it's fantastic. No, thank, thank you, Vinny. Dude, thanks for being anything you want to plug, it's yours, dude. Um anything, sure, please sure. You the, speak um, right to the camera. Force Blue, forcebluteam.org. Uh betterment, buoyancy, and belonging. We are special operations combat divers from all around the world. We utilize our skills with scientists and with uh, sponsors like Pepsi and the NFL to do ocean conservation. It has grown since then. I've worked on um, Capitol Hill, 
to now any veteran can take their voc rehab and get their advanced open water scuba diving paid for. You come to us and do on-the-job training, and you can become a Force Blue diver. Forceblueteam.org. That's us. And, uh, and of course, the show, Special Forces, World's Toughest Test. We're going to season three, baby. Uh, Instagram, Real Rudy Reyes. And, and you'll see all the things that I'm into. And support your veteran community. Support your community. Thank you, and God bless. Absolutely, dude. Thank you so much, brother. You're welcome, brother.